I'm Laura Ikata, and you are listening to The Urban Anti Show. This show highlights Alaska Native issues and topics. It features guests from all over Alaska who can share their knowledge and experiences of certain topics. This is Laura Ikata. Today I have guest Marjorie Kunak Tabone. Marjorie is Inupiaq from Nome. We'll be talking about the World Eskimo Indian Olympics. Marjorie has competed in the WIO Games and in the Miss WIO pageant. Do you want to introduce yourself, Marjorie? Yeah, I'm Marjorie Tabone. I'm from Nome, Sitnasaw, I'm Inupiaq. And I live in Fairbanks right now. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about WIO. The first WIO was in 1961 in Fairbanks, according to the WIO website. But these games have been practiced in the communities for a while. When was your first experience with Native games? My first time really doing the traditional Native games was at my junior high school where we had Native Youth Olympics and um, I, w- I was just learning how to um, do all of the traditional games during the NYO season and, and so it was, it was a really fun experience and, and kept going with it. Yeah, I first saw the Native Games because we didn't practice them in my village. But I first saw them when I went to WIO as a kid. And it was just so cool seeing all these Native athletes doing extraordinary things. And I just like looked up to these people. They were just awesome. Some of them get great that you had that experience watching at you know, at that level, because that's like the one of the highest levels of competition that that we have in traditional games, uh, including Arctic Winter Games, and um, you know, Native Youth Olympics is just for high school students and junior high students. So the World Eskimo Indian Olympics is for adults. Yeah, I first competed in NYO, and. My freshman year, I just went to practice. I had no idea what event to do. He told us to pick our events. And so I just went to Indian Stick Pole because that looked the easiest. (laughs) 
I'm like not good at jumping and those crazy things that are so cool. And then I ended up going really far in Indian stick pole. And so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to find games that you have a talent for and that you're good at, but it's also really great to try games that you may not be good at or think you're not good at and then find that, hey, actually I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Let's keep on doing it. I know through practice, I tried to go practice the other events with um, with my other friends. I tried to do the one arm reach and the kicks and I'd compete in them because uh, we do a competition to see who's going to state. And so I would compete in every single event and I'd get out first, but it was still super fun. And it's just such a great, it's such a great time to connect with your, connect with other kids. And um, so for me, WIO is a place where I could find role models and I could buy cute earrings from native artists and just see awesome athletes. Um, what, how has WIO impacted you? Well, I first, I first started going to the World Eskimo Indian Olympics uh, in 2007 after I graduated high school. And I uh, was really into all of the high kicks and really doing all of the games. I think the only games that I really don't enjoy doing because I'm not very good at them are like the Eskimo stick pool and like those strength games, arm pool and, um, and those ones, those events. So I really was just, you know, doing as many games as I can. And at WIO, there's a different type, there's different types of games than that, the Native Youth Olympics that I was used to. So fish cutting contest, muktuk eating contest, nawakatuk, the blanket toss, um, graced pole walk are all events that are done at the World Eskimo Indian Olympics, but not done at Native Youth Olympics. So I was exposed to these awesome games that um, I had so much fun doing. And so it just really allowed me to grow as an athlete, but also as a person who um, practices traditional skills like filleting fish for dry fish and eating our traditional food, um, you know, on a competition level. So it really kind of just validated the skills that I grew up doing um, with our subsistence lifestyle. And I've been competing at WIO every single year since then. I, I haven't missed a WIO since. So it's been, it's been a, a huge part of my summer events. And now as a WIO board member, um, I also help plan it and, um, and help coordinate the events. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at the results on the WIO website. And in 2019, you placed in fish cutting, Indian stick pool, seal skinning, and the women's blanket toss. And these are the events you always place in. Do you have a favorite event? Um, I, I think 
one of I, I don't I mean I have events that I, I enjoy doing and you know like I said there's events that are are physical events um, for athleticism and strength and there's some that are meant for skills and and grace and so like the ones that are for athleticism uh, would be the the Indian stick pool um, I just love doing that um event and um for for skill i my favorite is fish cutting um i love to do that for skill but i i recently got into seal skinning um the last couple of years i haven't been able i've been signing up to do seal skinning pretty much every year since 2007 but they leave the seal skins to the are the seals to elders who want to participate so it goes by age so the the older women and men um, get first pick because usually we only have about five to six seals that we do with competition. So not everybody can compete, but one year we didn't have very many people sign up. And so, um, and and there was that one point where I was like, I better just quit signing up. So I, I stopped signing up and they said, hey, there's an extra seal. Can you sign up or did you want to do it? And I said, yes, yes, I do. And um, and the rules for WIO is like if, if you place in the previous year, you you automatically get um, a, a spot for the next year. And so that first year I got um, second place. And then I so every year since then, I've been able to compete in, in seal skinning. And so that's been um, quickly growing to be my favorite event to participate in um, both physically because it's an extremely physical um, competition because the seals are um, hundreds of pounds usually mm -hmm. 100 to 200 pounds depending on how large the seal is and um, and then it also shows your skill as a as a traditional person so that's kind of becoming my my favorite um, game yeah that is amazing i've never cut a fish or anything i'm just a city native and i watched um a video of you demonstrating uh fish cutting you were cutting a salmon or something and you did it so fast and it would look so perfect at the end and i was amazed i was like wow maybe i can do this yeah, yeah, it's definitely one where you need a good tool. So having you have to bring your own ulu. Same with sail skinning, you have to bring your own ulu for the event. So um, you know there is some equipment that is required, but other than that, it's just you know something that uh, I grew up doing, filleting fish, hundreds of fish to 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 dry for for dried fish to have in the winter times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you train for your events? I know this is like a weird question for fish cutting and stuff, because that's just stuff you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a difference between the, the fish cutting competition and doing fish cutting at your fish camp, because I, I don't cut the same way as I would in competition as I would at fish camp. Um, because I'm cutting for speed, right, for the competition. So I, I deliberately leave out one or two extra steps that I would normally do at fish camp um, to, you know, get my fastest time. So, uh, you know, training, I, I, I do just a few, a few train, different types of training, you know, 
for that too, just to, just to get my muscle memory down. Um, but normally I, um, when I was a serious athlete, when I would compete for, um, to, to medal, um, I would just, um, you know, do the normal routines of, um, practicing by kicking and, um, strength training and improving flexibility and, um, and, you know, trying to work on my grip for Indian stick pull. So, um, those, those types of events, you know, I, I would be serious trainer for, but now I don't, I don't, I'm not as serious about my training because I, that was, I had that time. I was a serious athlete for a decade or so. And so now I, I, um, I compete to, I compete in that athletic events to have fun. And then, um, but I like to keep my skills up for like fish cutting and seal skinning and um, blanket toss is another event that I, um, love and, and have, have a, 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 a big passion for too. So those ones you can't really train for, you just kind of go and do it. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know with, um, the blanket toss, you can't bend your knees and you just have to try to stay upright. Yeah, the, so I mean, just to just to get flung up in the air, you know, because you have this big, huge blanket that's like 20 feet in diameter and you have, you know, at least 50 people pulling you up. Um, you, you can't, the, the, the pressure is so much, you have hundreds of pounds of pressure that's throwing you up 30 feet in the air. Um, so, I mean, physically you, you can't bend your knees when you get thrown up. Because if you try to jump with the blanket, you'll just buckle under it because of the pressure. So that's the part that you can't bend your knees. But when you're up in the air, you can do whatever you want. Backflips, running man, you could do kicks, whatever you want to do up in the air. And then you have to land on your feet. And that just shows control and grace. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're just trying to show in the competition, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to have complete control of your body. Uh, you want to be able to show that you you can do um, things in the air, and then you want to be able to to land on your feet. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I think about doing that, and then I'm like scared. But maybe I will just just do it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's a it's a thrill, adrenaline adrenaline rush for sure. Mm -hmm. And what's your favorite part about WIO? Um, I think, uh, of course, you know, coming together and seeing everybody um, is one is one of the best things about WIO because it's like a little family and you get together and you get to see everybody again and just catch up, but also like have this bonding experience of um, competing together and having this camaraderie where we help each other and um, you kind of grow as a person together. And so, cause you're, you know, you're, you're competing and you're kind of at your vulnerable state at your breaking point of like, that's as high as I can go. I can't go any higher. And, you know, your friends and your, your fellow competitors are just like, actually, you know, you can go higher. You just need to improve your form by this way and that way. 
and then you do it and you're like oh my gosh and i actually did it and um you know you're you're improving your mental wellness by doing that and so it's just a really beautiful time because it's like a time of transformation as well and so um that's another component of wheel that i just really really love yeah i love that how everyone helps each other at nyo the other teammates people like teams just help each other it's not like a real competition and there's no like rival rivalry it's <laughs> everyone's there to do their best and it's just wonderful to see it's good for the soul yeah yeah it's really good you know everybody you know, has their own, you know, personal best that they're trying to um, accomplish. And one of the things that we try to encourage, of course, is, is helping each other and camaraderie because, you know, that was a way that we had to survive a long time ago. And, and, and that's the reason why we created these games, you know, based on our ancestors um, lifestyle, you know, they, they created these games to get our bodies ready to prepare for, you know, harsh winters and to prepare to go hunt. And so when we get together in these games, you know, the spirit of the games is that we help each other to, to be better so that we can be better as a community. And, you know, there are these, there are some people who are, who are really competitive and may not exude this camaraderie that that we expect and and then that's their that's our time to say hey you know let's let's make sure that we teach camaraderie that we teach sportsmanship that we teach to share and to learn together and and in that way these people who came into the sport with this competitive mind this individualistic mindset comes out as a team player and you know learns about what it means to to play these games yeah that makes sense i've never connected that in my mind that we're working together because that's how we've always been and we have to work together in the cold winters and to survive because these native games really test your strength endurance pain tolerance and athletic abilities those, I don't think I could ever do those like ear pulls and uh, ear drops because it's just, <laughs> that's just like a lot. That's amazing that they can have that high pain tolerance. Yeah, well, when you're in the moment and you're doing the, you know, the games, knuckle hop and ear pull and ear weight, um, it's just, you just, it's all in your mind and you gotta just push through that pain and continue if you wanna, if you wanna win, if you wanna beat your personal best. And um, they're just really great examples of, of how powerful your mind is. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I think that's what my ancestors did a long time ago. They just pushed through. So at WIO, I look up to you and Nicole and all the other wonderful people there. Uh, who is someone you looked up to at WIO? There are so many um, people there that I look up to. When um, when Bob, Big Bob was there, he is one of the people that I looked up to. And of course, Nicole, she's a pioneer for this sport and really just helps 
helped keep it going and keep it alive um, and still a, a big heavy heavy worker for for the events both at Native Youth Olympics and at and at WIO and then um, there's uh, elders that are that are there too that I'm always happy to see. Um, Pauline Carlo was one of them. Um, when she was alive, she would always be the lamp tender um, every year for the World Eskimoan Olympics. And so, um, you know, there's just always these, these people that mentors that you have um, there. And, you know, all of my friends too, they're just people that I just look up to as well. Yeah. And every year at WIO, there's also a pageant, the Miss WIO pageant. I saw that you were Miss WIO in 2010. What was that like? Yeah, so the Miss World is going in Olympics is a cultural pageant that happens every year from uh, women, uh, 25 and younger, who um, represents uh, the people of Alaska. Uh, by showing their traditional knowledge and their skills and talents with others uh, on a different platform that's not athletics or dancing or anything uh, related to like that type of competition at WIO. And um, the cultural pageant is really a way to allow um, women to kind of just show their voice and be a positive role model for the younger generation uh, and to kind of be um, this repre representative of, of not just, you know, WIO, but also representative of our traditional, um, uh, our, our tribes, our, our communities um, in, in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope to be in the Miss WIO pageant one day. <laughs> I just yeah, I definitely recommend, you know, if you want to participate and you don't need to have a title, a previous title to compete at the World Community Olympics because there's other cultural pageants that happen in Alaska. Um, there's, you know, Miss Arctic Circle, there's Miss Arctic Native Brotherhood, Miss Top of the World, um, Miss FNA, and um, Miss Neutral Loya, and those are events cultural pageants that happened before we and, and generally the winners of those of those cultural pageants go on to compete at Miss Wheel because the Miss Wheel is the Alaska wide cultural pageant versus the other ones that are pretty um, um, specific to the places to, to different communities. So um, but you don't need to have any of those titles to compete in at Miss Wheel. Anybody can do it just as long as you follow the criteria of a woman that's under 25 who has no kids, is not married. And um, and so that's and that's that's all, you know, just as long as you're ready and willing to show showcase, you know, what you know, because the the it's a cultural comp pageant, so it's a competition. And each of the ladies are, are judged on different criteria. We, there's, um, there's a public speaking component. There's a traditional talent that is um, part of the competition that they showcase. There's a personal interview with a panel of judges. Oftentimes the judges are previous Miss Wheels um, and from, from previous years. And then there's also just um, 
a, an opportunity to to just share a little bit of your opinions about some of the issues that are going on in Alaska. And so um, those are all events that are um, part of the, the competition for the Miss Wheel pageant. And it takes it takes um, the whole Miss we are the whole wheel to do it. The women, the women arrive on Tuesday. Wheel starts on Wednesday. They start come. They start their competition on Wednesday. Wednesday, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They crown on Friday night, and then Saturday, the new Miss Wheel gets to, you know, deliver all of the medals to the winners and get a get, you know, meet meet people. So it's it's a mm -hmm. lot of fun. Yeah. And what do you feel is the hardest part about competing in the pageant? Um, well, you know, when I competed, I uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm still a competitive. I'm, I was a competitive athlete at the time, so I, I prepared a lot. I I made sure I knew how I felt about issues around Alaska. Um, I made sure that I practiced my talent beforehand, so I stayed on time. And um, you know, just was prepared in that way. But I think the the hardest part was really just making sure that we um, that I that I was prepared to 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 be out in the audience and you know be that positive role model for all the little girls that are there and and you know that look up to us. So, but that was but that was you know it's an honor to be able to be in that position. And you know, there's those little girls that just are in so in awe of all of the competitors and all the, the beautiful, com and, you know, com competitors of Miss Wheel. So, um, you know, I was just really honored to be in that, in that spot, you know, because we wear all of our traditional regalia, our fur parkas and our crowns and sashes. So um, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love seeing them all dressed up. It's so beautiful. Right now, my grandma and I just made worked on my parka, and right now I'm beating my boots, so <laughs> I'm getting there. You could run this year, maybe if my there boots might not be very many athletes, or there might not be very many competitors in it because we're not sure if there's going to be many other pageants around. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, hopefully I get my boots done by then. <laughs> And what was your favorite memory of the pageant? Um, well, I just remember, I think one of the things that I remember the most is the, the competition where we had to do an impromptu speech in front of the, the audience on the main stage. And um, usually it, it's relating to an issue that is in Alaska or an opinion about well, you know, whatever your opinion is. And I remember the, the question that was given to us was if um, if we were the deciding vote to keep our community wet or dry, what would it be and why? And um, for those of you don't, who don't know, that means, you know, a wet community means that they sell um, alcohol and a dry community means that alcohol is not allowed to be sold there. Um, or 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 brought in to the communities, and that was a pretty big um, topic. Still is today, but back then it, it seemed like it was just what everybody was talking about. And I remember that because, like you know, we were in front of hundreds of people, and we have to answer this really kind of controversial question. 
And um, I, and I already knew what my opinion was. So, um, you know, I said that I would vote yes, and we need to start learning and teaching our, our younger generation about what alcohol is and, and, and we, you know, we couldn't hide from it anymore. It's something we need to talk about. And um, I remember after that answer and after the competition, I was walking around and one of the elders that was there, Howard Luke, he was one of the elders that would go every year. He stopped me and he said he appreciated my answer and, um, and he agreed with me and, and he gave me this really beautiful talk about what he thought about it. And I just remember that moment the most about that, that competition. And, and that was just, that was just, that just has left a mark on me. And so I still remember that it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And what was your talent? Did you say what your talent was? No, my talent. So I had, I had just studied abroad. Actually, I just got back from, I'm living in Canada for a year. I went, I studied abroad in Nunavut another Inuit community uh, in, in the Eastern Arctic. And I learned a lot of things over there. So my talent was showcasing what I learned and I learned how to um, sing a few songs and uh, throat sing. And uh, so I, I showcased um, those during that time. Yeah. I think I've heard you throat sing before um, when you went to Manajkam. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool. I've never heard that before. I think that's yeah. the first time I've heard of throat singing. <laughs> and then we yeah, all tried. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say to someone who wanted to participate in the pageant or just in WIO? Um, go and do it. I mean, it's so the the World Ultimate Olympics do have a blood quantum requirement of a 16th blood uh, quantum to be able to participate in the events. And um, so you just have to show that um, as proof. But yeah, go and participate. The the um, there's there's a small fee to participate uh, in the events, and then for the Miss Wheel pageant, it's a little bit more to participate in it since it's a week long um, thing. So you just have to go and and look online and see um, what you're interested in, and you know you're you it's it's all about having fun and learning and participating and meeting new people. So you know don't be afraid to take a healthy risk and and sign up for the games and, and participate. And if you if you aren't one of those people who compete in those types of events, that's fine. Be a volunteer. You know, if you if you go and volunteer, um, you know, you can get in um, without having to, you know, pay for those nightly fees and, you know, be a volunteer and help out. And so, you know, this year it's going to be a little bit different because of the uh, COVID-19 and the precautions that we want to take because we want to make sure that elders and the people, children are safe. And so uh, a lot of the events, you know, we we're going to do it at the Big Dipper this year. Um, we're going to try to do as many events outside as we uh, as that's a, a more safer place to to do the games. So there, it's just going to be a little bit different, but it's still going to have the spirit of the games there. And that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm excited too. And so the next WIO is in July. 
the 21st through the 24th. And hopefully I'll be there competing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be here in Fairbanks. It's always the third week of um, July in the summertime. And, you know, there's all kinds of games that you can compete in running. There's traditional, you know, high kicks and blanket toss. There's also dance competitions. And so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, this may look like a different games just because of COVID-19, but the spirit of the games is still there. And, you know, it's going to be our 60th uh anniversary uh this year so it's a big one and we're really excited to 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 do that as well so um i'm really excited yeah i'm excited too well do you have any other things to add um you know there's just just lots of fun things that uh that we do at, at the World Escalade Olympics, you know, having vendors, native artists sell their work there. Um, we also do uh, raffles to fundraise for the WIO organization. Um, and then, you know, we get together and we compete in these games and, you know, we, we compete in them to, um, to not just win gold medal, but, you know, to, to meet new people and to have fun. And, you know, there's also, we hold, world records there there's high there's you know like high competitive athletes that attend um, the world of Spoiling olympics and it's just such a thrill to watch as a spectator too because um, some of those world records are really high i mean as high as a as a you know basketball rim you know the one foot high kick they could kick really high and they could do the knuckle hop really far and it's just really awesome to watch and it's just a great um way to see some of the traditional events and skills that um we still compete in today yeah thank you for thank you for talking with me yeah i'm glad you invited me on the show